Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rich Eisen. He is one of the all-time. Rich Eisen. Absolute frigging great. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I don't see no competition. With guest host Ben Lyons. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hey, Rich. Huge fan. Love your show. Listen to it every day. Thanks, brother. The Rich Eisen Show. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Ben Lyons. Welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons filling in on a Friday. This is the Rich Eisen Show, where we spent the first hour on the show knocking around some names for Team USA. Who might take up the roster spots left vacant from Bradley Beal and Kevin Love? Might it be Olympic Mellow? Maybe it's Julius Randle. What about Trey Young? Well, Woj Bomb. Keldon Johnson and JaVel McGee. JaVel McGee! will replace Bradley Beal and Kevin Love on Team USA's roster for the Olympics, sources tell ESPN. McGee will travel to Las Vegas to join Team USA on Saturday. JaVel McGee out in Tokyo for the Olympics. Oh, my goodness. Um, Somebody that I think Team USA should have given a real look at. And congratulations to JaVel and Keldon Johnson. I think they're going to be great additions for the USA squad. But somebody that Team USA should have taken a closer look at is one of the great three-point shooters in the history of the NBA. In fact, I think he's ninth all-time in three-point percentage. This man, when he would catch the ball, Madison Square Garden, in the corner, the place would go nuts before it even left his hand. And now he's calling games for the Bucs. He's a friend of the show, Steve Novak. Did anyone from Team USA reach out to you, Steve? Steve Novak joins the show right now. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Nobody reached out, Steve, huh? Well, not yet. I mean, listen, my phone is still on, and I work for the Bucs now basically just so that I'm close enough that if they ever need a guy for a 10-day, I'm right there. They know what time it is. And, look, if – JaVale McGee can get a call. I feel like you're right. My phone's on. I might still get a call, too, for God's sake. JaVale McGee doesn't even shoot threes. He's just playing defense. What are we doing here? We need more three-point shooters, so I'm available. That's what I'm talking about, Steve. And you're you're getting a chance to watch a couple future Olympians every night in these NBA finals. And you got two of them out there in Milwaukee and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Of course, Devin Booker on the other side of things for the Suns. But I saw on your Twitter that you wanted to give Chris Middleton a big hug the other day. Would you get a chance to give him a big hug after that 40-burger? If it wasn't for this damn COVID thing, I think I probably would have been able to give him a hug. I didn't actually, but I think he knows in spirit there was about a million hugs coming his way because, my God, I mean, Giannis was on the court hugging him at the end of the game. 
because of the performance he had, really just especially in the fourth quarter, but 40 points in a game four at home, and it's just like you go back to Phoenix down 3-1 if you lose that game. I mean, Phoenix is playing so well at home that I didn't give him a hug, but, I mean, that was I, – if, I, if I'd have seen him, I think I'd have given him a smooch. That's the truth. Steve Novak joins the show. Once a Nick, always a Nick. One of the great all-time shooters of the Rock. Milwaukee's own. Wisconsin's own. Grew up in Wisconsin. Played high school basketball for your dad. Then you go to Marquette and you run it with D. Wade all the way to the Final Four. Get a chance to to play in Milwaukee alongside Giannis. And now you're calling his games just as the Milwaukee kid. the, The Wisconsin kid. What's it like to have the NBA Finals in your backyard? It really is special. Look, it's been 47 years since the Bucks were in the finals and to get a win and to be sitting there in the, in the, at the arena at Pfizer forum with my wife and my son and watching it, it's just like, he has no idea how special this is, but you know, I, like you said, I think back to when I was seven, eight, nine years old and I was watching the Bucks and it was big dog and Ray Allen and George Carl, and they made it to the Eastern conference finals. And for me, that was, that was everything. I mean, that was just like watching your superstars and, it being your hometown team. And so for the, the Bucks to be back here, I do. I think it, it really is, you know, someone like me has the perspective and everybody my age or older, just how special this is. And, and I think uh, what Giannis has done and committing to be there for five years this offseason, it feels like it's not, even, it's not even honestly talked about enough. I mean, it's like the Milwaukee Bucks, not the Lakers, not the Miami Heat, not the big market New York's are in the finals, it's Milwaukee. And it's just, I mean, Giannis, what he's done committing to this franchise and committing five years, not one year at a time, plus one, uh, plus another, like a lot of the stars do. It's just different right now. And I think, you know, he gets all the credit. It's historic. He's going to have a statue out in front of five serve at some point. Obviously it's just, he's so special. And if he can get this championship done tied up two two right now, it's just, I think the city's going to just be on fire. It's buzzing right now for sure. What's been so cool, Steve, to see his growth and to his journey, his story, and to see it unfold, like you said, all in one place in Milwaukee. I remember early on in his career, him having a quote saying, they have smoothies here in Milwaukee. This place is amazing. Like, if you think about the life journey and where he came from, it's remarkable. What do you remember about some of your first interactions with Giannis and what's it like now for you as someone who was his teammate to now be calling his games and see him, like you said, uh, develop into the future statue that he is? It really has been amazing. I think, you know, when he was drafted and I was, geez, I don't know, in college at the time, uh, or, you know, that's <laughs> what it felt like. And you're, and you're looking at this guy get picked and going, who, who is this guy? I was playing in the league at the time, I mean. But you're looking at this guy going, who, who is this guy? He's from Greece. Everyone's saying he's two years away from being two years away. And it was honestly just a kind of confusing pick where you went, how good can he possibly be? And then I ended up being his teammate for two seasons and seeing him up close and how he worked and who he was. And he doesn't have any hobbies. He plays basketball. It's his passion. His family is his passion. And he's just a different, he's a different guy. I don't think that there's, I can't think of another star that would have signed a five-year extension with the Milwaukee Bucks and went about it the way he did, where he just said, I don't want to work out with other stars in the summer. I don't want to be invited to Space Jam. I don't really want to be buddy-buddy with all these guys that I am trying to beat to win a championship. And I'm going to stay in Milwaukee, the team that picked me and basically was great to my family and believed in me and saw me as the future of this franchise. And now he's been able to build a team around him and got guys to come here like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton's been with him really this whole journey. 
but it's just amazing, I think, how he's inspired and, and, and more than anything elevated all the guys around him, which is really what makes, you know, stars that next level special is can they get guys to come around him and can they make them better? And he's got this Bucks team in the in the finals tied up two two and you know, it's it's an amazing journey. He's still a young guy who's got ten, twelve years left to play, so it's pretty incredible. Steve Novak joins the show once a Nick, always a Nick, currently a Bucks analyst. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. You and I had a conversation recently, Steve, and you talked about how over your 11-year career playing for nine different teams, you were afforded the opportunity to make great relationships across the league. Your buddy Nick Collison played most of his career in Seattle. That's incredible, all with one organization. However, wasn't afforded those same friendships and relationships, didn't play for the, the, the number of coaches that you did. When you look back at your career, and I know it was challenging to always be bouncing around looking for that long-term deal, but how has your journey as a guy who had lots of teammates and lots of coaches and relationships with different organizations, how is that benefiting you now in your life after professional basketball? You know, you kind of brought up Nick Collison, like you said, and it was a really interesting story. I was teammates with Nick, and he played for one franchise, ended up being two teams, the Seattle Supersonics and the Oklahoma City Thunder, but basically one franchise for his entire career, which was which is obviously very rare. And I was a guy, like you said, that played for nine teams in 11 years. And I was when I was teammates with Nick, we would go to dinner and we'd always be talking. I said to him one time, like, it just must be such a blessing for you to leave in the offseason and know your house is just sitting there waiting. You come on back. You don't have to get a moving truck. It's just simple. You come back, you're ready to roll whenever – you got to work out or whatever it is. And he said, he looked me in my eye and he was like, are you out of your mind? He's like, you've played in nine cities. You've been in New York. You've been in Toronto, LA, all these places. And it's unbelievable that you think that I'm lucky to be in Oklahoma city in one place. And I was like, you know, I never really looked at it that way, but it's absolutely true. So it's pretty amazing. And the, the fact that I have, I've had all the teammates that I had and, and the coaches that I had, it does, it gives you a different, network and perspective on I think just how things are done and that there's so many different ways to win and there's so many different types styles of guys and so it really it has been an amazing 11-year run for me and now doing broadcast just gives me an awesome perspective on how, how you can just do things differently and how differently guys operate so it's it's a cool perspective and a hell of a journey just from playing the game played alongside Dwayne Wade in college played with Yao Ming played with Manu, Tony, and Timmy down in San Antonio for Pop, played alongside KD, of course, Mello, the year he wins the scoring title, third in the MVP race with the oldest team in the history of the sport. You played alongside some of the all-timers, Giannis, like you said, two years away from being two years away. Is there a connective tissue between the GOATs, the icons, the all-timers that they share that separates them, you think, from the civilians, if you will? (laughs) <laughs> you're asking what is what do these guys have that separates them? Yeah, is there some some sort of connective tissue? Obviously all different in their approach to the game and their physical skill sets and, and, and how they sort of go about their business. But there's something that's got to be in the stars that connects these guys that makes them the truly elite of the sport. There absolutely is. You know, you just named some of the guys and the guys that even of that group that, that rise to, to the conversation you're talking about, the, the, the Manus, the Timmy Duncans, the D Wades, uh, the Giannis Antetokounmpo's, the Kevin Durant's. It's like those guys, they just have this, this nonstop constant focus. I think even in practice, even in the games, 
to have elevated themselves to, you know, it's like to get to the NBA, right? You know, everyone knows the percentages. It's basically never going to happen. But then to be that guy that gets there and still obviously doesn't know that they're able to be as good as the guys they watched before them that were the greats, they have to somehow do it in order to believe it. And it's like it, it comes down, I think, to just this constant day-after-day focus. And I watched it with Timmy Duncan maybe more than anybody. Every single day he was out there before practice getting his daily vitamin, putting the work in, leading by example. And was, it was like this half a percent improvement every day. Half a percent, half a percent. And it was like no steps back ever. And I think that when you're their teammates, it's inspiring. And so as good as they are, I do think what separates those guys, and I think we're seeing it with Giannis right now, is he's gotten better and better and better. But what he's done to his teammates in terms of like the inspiration and the motivation and the respect they have for him to want to do it for him, I think is what sets them apart. You go like, we can't let Giannis down. We've got to perform for him. We see what he, how he works and what it means to him. And I think that, that really is that, that factor that's different is you've got guys that are just like, we have to perform. We have to do it because of the way we see their focus. And so, you know, those guys are special. And what they do on a day in a day out basis and a, and a, on the on the personal off the court side, it's special. The the demands that are on them. And so, it's fun to watch with those guys because it, it, to have an up close seat to all those guys and realize how special they are. It's a special group of, of special group of guys. Steve Novak joins the show once a Nick, always a Nick, currently a Bucks analyst. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. And, and I'm glad you brought up that point because it reminds me of my business in television when I've been fortunate enough or in radio to work with some of the all-timers. Guys like Rich Eisen, Robin Roberts, uh, you know, Seacrest. You see how it's not just about them and their focus and their talent. Everybody else is on their P's and Q's. All all the cameramen, all the makeup artists, all the writers, producers, they all elevate, which then makes the thing you're working on that much more special. I mentioned some of these Hollywood folks because Steve growing up in Wisconsin, I know you're a big Hollywood guy. Like you wear sunglasses indoors. You're out of nightclubs in South beach with J.R. Smith and little Wayne. Like I get it. So when you were in the NBA, who were some of the Hollywood people you got to shake hands with or meet being, you know, that you're out there in the league? Uh, you're right. No, you're right. Being raised in Brown Deer, Wisconsin, uh, I definitely had a lot of that Hollywood in me, uh, and I had to get it out of me in order to, <laughs> to get where I got, but <laughs> but it was always there. Uh, you know what? Playing in, playing in the big markets, uh, I was fortunate enough to play in L.A. and play in New York. Being in those places – it really was amazing to realize, obviously you grew up being a basketball player, right? It's like you play in your tournaments and your camps and that's your passion is being a basketball player. But when you look over on the sideline as a basketball player and you see entertainers in the front row there to be entertained by you, I think that was kind of the, the aha, like, wow moment for me where you where you, you have the realization as an NBA player, you're a basketball player but you are essentially the pinnacle of entertainment. We are in, we are an entertainment business. When you look over and Jack Nicholson and Jack Nicholas are both sitting there watching your game and you're going, this is unbelievable. This is where they came to be entertained. And like you said, TV stars, movie stars, and the respect that you get, I think just because like we kind of just talked about to hone your craft and to get to that point, to have the respect of some of those people, like you just mentioned, who are at the top of their game, you know, coming to see. And obviously for myself, look, I'm a, I was a bench guy, fringe starter, but to be, be around those special guys that we talked about, the KDs and 
you know, in LA, the Colby's and those kind of guys, um, you know, it really was cool. I think to just to see that level of respect from, like you said, across the board, uh, movie stars, TV stars, there to watch, I think sports, you know, it's, it's the greatest show on earth. It's like, it's why you put commercials on sports. Cause it's the one thing you sure as heck got to tune in to see what's happening. You don't want to miss it. So it's, it is, it's a special thing. And the finals right now are, are fun to watch. So how, so how does it work, Steve? You play for the Knicks and then you're just at Spike Lee's house for Thanksgiving. Like how, what's the relationship like with Spike when you're on the Knicks? <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. No, not exactly. To be honest, you know, you, when, when I was in New York, and you look over and you see Spike and you've obviously seen Spike for decades over there. It, it's sort of, you're just intimidated to be honest. It's like, I knew I could hold my own who I was as a basketball player, but the respect you have, especially when you're in a building like Madison square garden, you just, there's this, this, this gratefulness, you know, and you look over and you see Spike and as much as it's like, I want to go over and be friends with him. I almost want to stay away from him because he seemed like more of a Nick than I did when I was on the team. And so, you know, I can't say I got invited to Thanksgiving, but hey, look, like you said, once a Nick, always a Nick. I'm thinking Spike might at some point still invite me over. I have respect for Spike because not only was he there, you know, when you guys were there and you were playing, you were on some good Nick teams. Spike's there when Travis Ware's starting and they're 20 games under 500 in March against the Grizzlies. He's there. Like, that's that's hard to do. Anybody could show up when the Knicks are a two seed in the playoffs, but... That dude, he's put in his work as a fan. The fact that you thought of him as more of a Nick than you and you're on the team just says everything I need to know about Spike Lee, the Nick fan. That's about right. You know, and it is true. It's like there, there are certain fans, like you said, that come and go, but that's the respect I think you, in New York especially, when I do stuff with the, with the Knicks, you know, still to this day, whether it's a, a Twitter interview or it's a golf outing and you talk to people, it's like you just said. You're talking about Travis Ware in this game at this date. I'll talk to a random Knicks fan, and they'll tell me about in 1984 when this matchup happened and this play happened, and it just blows my mind. But I do think it's, it's what makes, obviously, the Knicks so special. But it's what makes the NBA and, and sports so special. It's just, you know, the kind of the, it's like the soundtrack to people's lives and their, way, their ability to remember some of it. And Spike, for God's sake, as far as the Knicks goes, I mean, like you said, he's been at all of them. So it's true. He did. He felt like more of a Nick than me, and I was honored to be out there playing in front of him that whole time I was. Steve Novak joins the show. Bucks analyst Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Steve, I'll leave you with this one. You know who the last draft pick the Knicks re-signed was? Someone they drafted, and they said, you know what? We want to re-sign you. Do you know the last player who for the Knicks who that was? Mm. That's what, I can't actually think of something. I'm thinking about the current team, and I don't feel like he's on there now. His sport was football. He was a Heisman Trophy winner, Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward. There you go. That's the last guy they drafted and then gave another contract to. Yeah, that's, you know what, that is. It's ridiculous, That's probably not a good, yeah, that's not a good. That's ridiculous. Let's talk about some great basketball as we say goodbye. uh, You got game five tomorrow night. The Bucs got to get it done on the road. Is it this one or game seven? What do they have to do to get it done, you think? Look, I'd love for it to be game five. It feels like with the way this series has gone, Phoenix has been so good at home. Losing two, I just can't see CP having another bad game like he did. Booker had his bad game two games ago. They're going to be ready to play. I think the Bucks have been, they've won a game seven in Brooklyn against KD. That was, to me, it told this, the whole story about this team. Then in the following round, they beat Atlanta in game six in Atlanta. So they've won two games on the road in closeout games. 
this would not be a closeout. And so I do see it going seven, and I do think the Bucks can close it out in Phoenix in dramatic style, which it obviously would be a finals game seven. But it's going to be a show. It's been a great matchup, and the stars have been stars. And honestly, I just can't wait to watch. It's been a show. Good stuff, man. Do you get a ring if they win at working for the broadcast team? I think you do. Uh, listen, I was on the Dallas Mavericks for the first five months, got cut in 2010 because Karan Butler got hurt. I did not get a ring for my first five months when they won the championship. Wow. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that this is my ring, that this is it from the broadcast side. Kind of a, a little bit of a pseudo ring, but listen, I'll take it. ex Nick, stay winning in the finals. Steve Novak joins the show. We appreciate it, my man. Enjoy the games. Sounds good. Love you, Ben. Thanks, man. Steve Novak, once a Nick, always a Nick. Number nine all-time three-point percentage in the NBA, 6'10". Tallest guy to never dunk in the NBA, or so he says. I love that dude. Uh, excited to welcome onto the show next, Riley Welch from the University of Kentucky men's basketball team, played for Coach Cal. We'll talk a little name, image, and likeness with Riley Welch. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Welcome back to the show. The show rolls on. Ben Lyons in for Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Lots going on in the sports world. Baseball gets back in swing. Got the NBA Finals, the Olympics around the corner. I didn't even get to ask Novak about Aaron Rodgers out in Milwaukee, out in Wisconsin, out in Green Bay. I should have asked Steve Novak, Wisconsin's own, about the status of Aaron Rodgers. We'll have some Aaron updates next week on the show, I'm sure, as we head towards NFL training camps. Ben Lyons in for Rich Eisen this week and next week 
as well. Going to be hanging out with Brockman and TJ and Del Tufo and the whole crew. We'll be back live on Peacock as well. And as always on Westwood One Radio, Sirius XM 211. You can hit us up at Rich Eisen Show, at I am Ben Lyons. A little bit later on in the show, I'm going to uh, talk about one of my favorite events of the summer. It's the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy Golf Tournament. It's in its 11th year now. And it benefits Jalen Rose's school, the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. It's in Detroit, uh, a non-tuition public charter school, all independently you know, funded, no money from the state. Jalen's done it now for 11 years, graduates kids every year, follows them through college. It's incredible. So I'm going to share some, some insights on the uh, JRLA a little bit later on in the show. But in the meantime, you know, I was thinking about this new ruling that came out oh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, that said that college athletes could benefit from their name, image, and likeness monetarily for the first time. A watershed moment in collegiate athletics in this country. And I'm very fortunate to be able to call a member of the latest uh, iteration of John Calipari's Kentucky men's basketball team, a friend of mine, Riley Welch. He plays for Coach Cal. He's down at Kentucky. He's in college right now. So who better to talk to about name, image, likeness, and how that impacts the college athlete than the man himself? He's a buddy of mine. He's junior jock street. You call him Riley Welch, and he's on the show right now. You call him up. He says, hey, I'll make some time for, for, for the Rich Eisen show. So we really appreciate it, man. Where are you? You're not on campus anymore. I know your travels take you all over the place. Thanks for taking some time. Ben, it's good to, good to hear from you. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm actually on campus right now, though. I, but I did graduate, so I'm no longer on the team. Super uh, senior. I'm- Super senior. <laughs> he just wants to soak it up, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, – I, I took a job out in Lexington, but I can't. Uh, it hasn't been like formally announced yet, so I can't say anything, but I'm back out here just good stuff. working and hanging out. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, where were you when this ruling came down on name, image, and likeness? And how did you react to it? How did your teammates react to it? Because this is a big deal for college athletes. Yeah, it's a huge deal. I mean, I was actually in Lexington with uh, some of my former teammates, and we had, uh, you know, that was kind of the NLI passing had been known for a while. Uh, you know, we weren't necessarily sure when, but, you know, with Georgia being uh, on these July 1st in California, there were quite a few places that it was known where it was, you know, going to become law at the state level. Uh, and so the NCAA wouldn't really have much of a choice but to, you know, allow athletes uh, access to the NLI. But in Kentucky, we found out about five days before that our guys would, you know, be able to benefit from it. And it was a super big moment for them just because of, the ability to provide for their families that it, uh, it allows. And also, you know, University of Kentucky basketball is as big as, as big of a team and following uh, in all of college athletics. So our guys have unbelievable access and opportunities to brand themselves and put themselves out there and uh, help themselves and help their families. Riley Welch joins the show, just graduated from the University of Kentucky, played for John Calipari at the University of Kentucky. Ben Lyons phone in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. And when people in sports talk radio and the media, Riley, are talking about this name, image, and likeness story that just broke from the NCAA, they're thinking about how it impacts the big stars. Zion, what would he have been able to get at Duke? Would Tim Tebow have been the most paid college athlete? But talk to me about how it benefits 
guys who walk on the team, guys who are the ninth, 10th, you know, 11th guy in the team, or even those athletes at a school like Kentucky who aren't on the basketball team, who play volleyball or softball or baseball or cross. How do those athletes you think benefit from all the conversation around name, image, and likeness? Well, it just, it allows everyone, uh, you know, a chance to, you know, access their name. You know, you, uh, you know, we had a guy here, Sam Malone, uh, you know, Sam was a walk-on here, and he was a walk-on from 2011 to 2015. And so he went to, I believe, three Final Fours. Yeah, three Final Fours, won a national championship, was part of the 38-0 team. And as soon as he, like, you know, they lost in the semis to Wisconsin in the Final Four, he sold shirts after the season. I think he made $25,000. And so that's a guy who – you know, didn't have a super impactful role on the court and was able to make that. And I think about two months. And so just speaking to like, you know, walk-ons at high level programs, uh, they're not necessarily super well known throughout the country, but in their own community, if you interact with fans, if you're fun, if you're personable, I get, you know, they're also very marketable. Um, And then for, you know, the volleyball team, like at the university of Kentucky, they just won a national championship. So it's not necessarily, you know, national media or national uh, opportunities like maybe a Zion or a Tim Tebow would get, but there are plenty of ways through camps and through other things for them to make to make money and do things to support themselves throughout the season. Uh, that makes a big difference to college kids. Riley Welch joins the show, just graduated from the University of Kentucky where he played for Coach Cal on the men's basketball team. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich, the Rich Eisen Show. You hear so much about Coach Cal. I love seeing him at the NBA Finals cheering on Book and his Kentucky guys that he has there. Uh, you see him at the draft every year, the Kentucky guys up and down the first round. What, you, you, you knew Coach Cal before you joined the team, and you had a relationship or you had an understanding, or uh, at least you th- I would imagine you thought you did, of who he was as a person, as a coach. But getting to play with him, getting to travel with him, getting to spend so much time with him, What'd you learn about Coach Cal that maybe made you realize why he's so special? Uh, I would say just how much he cares about about his players and the people around him. Uh, you know, we went through a really tough season this past year, not just in terms of, you know, struggling on the court and our record, uh, but, you know, we uh, we lost two, two guys who played for us. Uh, two guys passed away. And the way he supported our team – uh, through you know really rough times and losing losing two teammates and two friends, uh, you know it was unfathomable. But him, his support and his care and his commitment to the guys on the team and the community was uh, unreal, and you know helped me and my teammates get through such a difficult time. And that's just you know what he does off the court. You know what he does on the court, pushing guys and challenging them and holding them to a high standard is. You know, that's why you come to Kentucky. That's why you go to play for Cal, because he's going to push you, and he's going to demand the best out of you. And that's why you see so many Kentucky guys achieving so much success in the NBA. Riley, I remember a couple summers ago in Vegas, uh, you were helping with workouts with NBA guys. I know it's something you get from your dad, loving to work guys out. Your dad affectionately called uh, Johnny Workout around the league, having been a great assistant coach in the NBA for a long time. The summertime is when guys get better traditionally in basketball. I always joke with Langston Galloway, who's playing with the Phoenix Suns right now. I say hard work in the summer pays off in the spring. 
So when you look at this summer, uh, you know, what, what are some of the things you do as an athlete? But, uh, you know, you look at some of the big recruits who are coming into Kentucky. What do you guys do during the summer that gets them better? Is it all about basketball? Are there things you can do away from the court to improve your game? Oh, there's tons of stuff, uh, you know, away from basketball you can do to get better. But it's just like anything in life, uh, you know, basketball is what they're, you know, wanting to be great at, what they're wanting to do. So most of where you're going to make your greatest improvements are going to be, you know, in the gym between the white lines. And so that's the biggest thing, just spending time, spending time in the gym. But, you know, doing yoga, lifting weights, reading books, you know, things like basketball is such a mental sport as well. So anything you can do to to improve your mental toughness, your mental acuity for the game, those things can make huge dividends. But the bulk of where improvements are going to come are just your skill set, your conditioning, and things like that. Riley, I was very fortunate growing up, the son of a film critic in New York City, and and injected a passion for film in me at an early age. And I remember fondly going to a screening of Saving Private Ryan and then getting to sit with Ed Burns afterwards and ask him about the movie. I remember going with my dad when he interviewed Robin Williams or Jamie Foxx. And I think it's a big reason why I loved covering film myself in my adult years. You grew up the son of a coach. You grew up going to practices, going to games. What are some of your earliest memories palling around with your dad that you think injected you with the love of the game that you're now able to take in your own life? I mean, just from the time like, I was a real, real little kid, what I did was I just followed my dad around. Uh, so I remember, you know, even when I was really, really, really little, like, you know, two, three years old, I would just go to the gym with my dad. My dad spent all day at the gym. And so I wasn't, you know, working out or training or anything. I was just hanging out with my dad. And so me and my dad were able to, you know, form an unbelievable relationship. He's still my best friend to this day. Uh, and that's just kind of how I spent a lot of my childhood and into my, like, young adult years is I just, you know, hang out with my dad. We go gym to gym, uh, play basketball, watch basketball, talk about basketball. And it's just always been, you know, his job has allowed me to have such an unbelievable relationship with him just through our, you know, shared passion for basketball and, you know, even – to this day, we still talk multiple times a day on the phone and, you know, 80% of our conversations uh, revolve around basketball or, you know, work or things like that. And so it's a, it's a lot of fun. And I'm just so fortunate that I've had the experience I've had throughout my life. And, uh, you know, I, it took me until I got a little bit older to realize how lucky I was to be able to be around some of the people I was as a kid. You put in a lot of work, man. It's been so much fun to watch your journey. You walked on to the University of Kentucky. We're a part of Coach Cal's program. Uh, one of the, like you said, the most storied programs in all of collegiate sports. And I would imagine that's going to stay with you as you go on to the next chapter of your life. What do you see for yourself in the years to come? Do you see yourself getting into coaching like your dad? Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, that's always been the plan. Uh, play for as long as I possibly could. Then than coach uh you know i love basketball i love i love the game it's just it's a lot of fun uh i couldn't imagine you know doing anything else with my time it's just what i saw my dad do and so i've been i've been lucky from the time i was little to kind of know uh you know what i wanted to do with my life i think that's something a lot of people my age struggle with uh you know figuring out what exactly they want to pursue when they're done with school and so I, I always consider myself fortunate that I've, I've known since I was about 10. You know, I want to play in the NBA, and I want to coach basketball. And 
the playing in the NBA part didn't necessarily work out, but I'm excited for the next chapter. Ah, uh, but you touched the wood down in Kentucky. That's a big deal, dude. No one can take that away from you. Congratulations uh, on finishing up down with Cal, and I look forward to you maybe saving the Knicks after Tibbs runs everybody into the ground as a coach. <laughs> Who knows, Riley? Who knows? Appreciate you taking uh, the time, my man. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir, Ben. Thanks for having me. Riley Welch, University of Kentucky men's basketball player and a coaching prodigy on the rise. His dad, John Welch, a great coach in the NBA. And I just, again, this week here on the Rich Eisen Show, I've been trying to introduce you guys to different voices, different people who are impacting the game in a different kind of way. Uh, and I appreciate Riley taking some time. Coming up next, I want to share with you my love of the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. Jalen's got his big golf tournament going on this summer in Detroit. And I'll share with you some fun stories about my friendship with one of the members of the Fab Five. We're keeping in Michigan today as we're sending good energy to Rich. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the show. The show rolls on. Ben Lyons in for Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We're about 20 minutes or so away from Madeline Burke. She works for Sports Illustrated, covers the New York Giants. Got an update on all things Saquon Barkley as we head closer and closer to NFL training camps opening up. Yeah, what's going on with Danny Dimes? <laughs> Art. Uh, ben Lyons in for Rich. Rich and I share a Michigan connection. I went to the University of Michigan, go blue. So we, we've got a love of all things maize and blue. And I was around the time, say, I was around 12 or 13 years old when the Fab Five was doing their thing. And I fell in love with Jalen Rose and Chris Weber and Jimmy King and Ray Jackson and Juwan Howard. And now to see Juwan Howard coaching the University of Michigan men's basketball team, I believe his son, Jace, is on the squad this year. Just saw him the... Twitter account for the University of Michigan men's basketball team that the team had a workout today in the rain. Rain? What rain? They're out there running wind sprints in the big house. You love to see it. The Michigan basketball culture is alive and well. Multiple Final Fours. They came just a half away this year from getting back to the Final Four. 
I had the chance to go to my first Final Four and check out Michigan on that Duncan Robinson team. Uh, it's 2018, I believe. One of the great experiences as a sports fan. Oh, yeah, play the music there, Art. Yeah, let's get into it. I know Rich is out today, but we're sending him good love, maize and blue energy. And I think, honestly, Art, I really do. When you talk about football, basketball for the men, they have the best one-two punch in all of college sports when it comes to coaches. Jim Harbaugh and Juwan Howard. Now, people are tough on Harbaugh. I get it. But who else is going to fill that role? I think he's the perfect coach for them, and I think he will beat the Ohio State. I think he'll do it clean as well. And I think Juwan Howard is a great coach in the University of Michigan men's basketball team. It's a great one-two punch. I just love Michigan, and I love I love Jalen Rose. I've gotten to form a great friendship with him. In about 2006 or seven. I got to know him through a mutual friend. Shout out to Clinton Sparks. Jalen is a, a big music fan, and a lot of people don't know that he got his start on television covering the BET Awards for BET in 2005. He was still uh, hanging on with the Phoenix Suns trying to get a ring with Steve Nash and D'Antoni and those guys. And he started to flirt with the idea of life after basketball and getting on television. And BT would send him to the awards to interview people on the red carpet. And then Bob Lifton and EP out here for the best damn sports show would put him on TV. Remember that show back in the day, the best damn sports show, Jalen Rose did a lot of work for them. So slowly he was able to build a television career for himself that has lasted now 15 years. He's a media star. Dude's everywhere on the worldwide leader, covering the NBA, covering uh, all sports on Jalen and Jacoby, a leader in the podcast space. And something that I love about Jalen is that he built a school in Detroit, in his hometown, the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. And what's great about it is that he didn't, you know, put a, a, a phrase on the school. And, and he put his name on it because he wanted people to know that, you know, he's the guy behind it and not to get credit for it. They wanted, he wanted them to hold him accountable. You know, he didn't want to have a school kind of floating out there that you don't know if he's involved with it or now or if it's not up to standard or if it's funny business. And no, he said, I'm putting my name on this thing. And that's going to hold me accountable, hold my peers accountable, community and it's been incredible to see the work that they've done in Detroit, to see the kids, to meet the kids who have graduated from that school. You know, they have a phrase, Detroit versus everybody, and the kids go to school all year long just to get ahead, just to, just to make a life for themselves. It's incredible. And Jalen's at the center of it. He's hands-on, on the ground. And uh, we formed a great friendship over the years. And one of the craziest days of my life was when I got a phone call from Jalen Rose, again, reminding you, I grew up loving the Fab Five. Black socks, big baggy shorts. Didn't quite shave my head, but I loved the Fab Five. And then I go to the University of Michigan. And then I become friends with Jalen Rose because of my work at the E! Channel and him working in media. We cross paths. We form a, a friendship. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, I get a phone call from Jalen. What up, though? What up, family? What are you doing on Wednesday? Do you want to be in my family? What are you talking about, Jalen? Do you want to be on my family feud show? What? Absolutely. Let me run to the dry cleaners, get the suit pressed, suited and booted. I got called up to be in Jalen Rose's family on Family Feud. It was Jalen, me, his producer from Countdown at the time, Amina Hussein. Jalen uh, had Jacoby, of course. Jalen and Jacoby. David Jacoby, producer and co-host of the 
Jalen and Jacoby podcast. And then Jimmy King, one fifth of the Fab Five, Jimmy King in the family on Family Feud. So Jalen Rose family on Family Feud. It's Jalen, me, Amina, Jacoby, and Jimmy King. Now we're playing for the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. This is a, you know, a, a, a charter school that doesn't get money from the state. It's independently funded. So before we go out there, Jalen says, yo, we need this money for the school. $50,000, first place. So things started out rocky. This was Jimmy King in one of the early rounds on our appearance on Family Feud. Hey, Jimmy, give me something a man might buy his girlfriend a pair of. Um, a pair of bras. Jimmy, 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 what? Jimmy, what? No, a pair of bras? Oh my goodness. Look, look, my girl, my girl like lingerie. Oh, no, 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 hey, hey. If they were the yeah, quiz, no, I'm gonna give you a chance, Jimmy, hold Same. tight. Well, it was not going well. Steve Harvey let that one sit in the air. A pair of bras, Jimmy? We never let him live that one down. But we somehow make it to the final category. And we have Jalen out there, the fast money category. We got uh, Jacoby out there. We got to get to 200 points. So, we're, again, we're playing for the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy in Detroit. The kids need the money. Here is Jalen in the final round of Family Feud. You ready? Yes. All right, 20 seconds on the clock, please. All right, here we go. Fill in the blank. Every woman would love to have a secret what? Pass. At what age does your brain start slowing down? 65. Name something you get rid of when you quit smoking. Lighters. Fill in the blank. Saturday night blank. Party. Name a woman in a man's <laughs> life who expects a kiss. Your mate. Okay. Let's go. Not a strong showing there for Jalen. Not a strong showing at all. But thankfully, our squad had David Jacoby, who's a a television producer. So he understood the answer that they were going for as a TV show. Here's Jacoby pulling up the rear on Family Feud. All right, let's go. Jalen got 73. You need 127. You ready? Yep. All right, let's remind everybody Jalen's answers. 25 seconds on the clock, please. All right, here we go. Fill in the blank. Every woman would love to have a secret what? Lover. At what age does your brain start slowing down? 50. Name something you get rid of when you quit smoking. Mm, Cough. Fill in the blank. Saturday night blank. Live. Name a woman in a man's life who expects a kiss. Mother. Yeah. All right, a much stronger showing from Jacoby. A much stronger showing. We need to get to 200 points. We need the money for the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. $50,000 on the line. I'm in Jalen Rose's family on Family Feud. How did my life get to this moment? What happened? Did we get the money? We need 20. Name a woman in a man's life who expects a kiss. You said... His mother. Mom. Survey said. Oh, yeah. When we won $50,000 for the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy on Family Feud, it was as if we won the NBA championship. Jalen Rose, one of the most decorated basketball players 
one of my favorite players. He's never won, never won a high school championship, never won with Michigan. They never won a Big Ten title. They lost two Final Four championships, never won in the NBA, lost in the finals to Kobe. Yet here he is on Family Feud, saved by his partner, David Jacoby, and we win the 50 grand for the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. It's one of the most incredible experiences of my life, and I was so excited to get the email yesterday invited back to Jalen Rose's golf tournament this summer at the Detroit Golf Club to benefit the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. This school creates such opportunity for these young men and women in Detroit. It's incredible what he's been able to do. The tournament, I believe, is August 22nd and 23rd. Uh, you can donate. You can buy a foursome. You can get involved. Go to jrladetroit.org. Follow Jalen, of course, Jalen Rose across all social media to learn more about the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. But when the pressure was on, the lights were bright. Jimmy King, who hit a shot in the NCAA tournament to beat UCLA and send them home, came with the two bras. I will never let that dude live that down. What is a man by a woman a pair of? I believe I said earrings. I think Amina said shoes. Jacoby said plane tickets. We all got points for the team. Jimmy King with the two bras. Unbelievable. But shouts out to Jalen Rose. I love watching him on Countdown. And does an incredible job covering the NBA now, but does an even better job inspiring the young people of Detroit with the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. And I tell this story just to remind you, listen, you never know where your life could take you. The fact that Jalen came from nothing and is now able to give back everything, it's remarkable. And it's a reminder that your best days are still in front of you. You just got to keep going. You just got to have that hope. And JRLA provides that hope to so many kids. Shouts out to Jalen and shouts out to Madeline Burke. She's coming up next. Talk a little New York football giants as the Rich Eisen show rolls on.